Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Praise you, Lord. All right, let's start off with the news. Okay. There we go. Again, there might be some people that get bothered by this. I don't know what to tell you. Get over it. If your church makes you uncomfortable, you're probably in the right place. Just letting you know if it challenges you, cuts you to the heart, you're probably in the right place. All right, so what's going on in the world? The reason why I'm doing this right now, it's kind of a break from the norm, although I talk about this stuff all the time, but it's a little bit of a break from the norm, is because I want us to see what's going on in the world and then decide how it is that we're going to answer it. See, as a black robe regiment of Christians is what we all should be, not running from and not, you know, what Christians do today <clears throat> is they use verbiage like, well, you know, we don't want any politics from the pulpit. They use that as an excuse for cowardice. They're afraid to say what's going on. They're afraid of it. They use love as cowardice too. We just got to love them. No, you need, there's times where loving people is telling them the truth. Amen. Every single time it really is. So from Rand Israel, <clears throat> from August 5th, 95% of severe patients, this is from a leading Israeli health official coming from Channel 13 News out of Israel, 95% of severe patients are vaccinated. 85 to 90% of hospitalizations are in fully vaccinated people. Remember what they're telling you in the world, the lies from the pit of hell, is that this is now a pandemic due to the Delta variant of the unvax. Exactly the opposite. It is a pandemic of the vaccinated. Did I make this up? Did this come from a right-wing source? Even if it did come from a right-wing source, it still would be right. We are opening more and more COVID wards. The effectiveness of the vaccine is waiting slash fading out. Dr. Khabib Habib earlier today on Channel 13 News out of Israel. And you hear Joe Biden from his bully pulpit at the White House tell you that this is a, vaccina- a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's not what the, that's not what the data is showing. When you hear verbiage, by the way, when they use statistics and the CDC director, Walensky, just came out and had to admit it publicly because all the data is coming out like this, this is a pandemic of the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. She had to admit when they were saying that all the hospitals were filled with the unvaccinated, the 99%. Where did she get her statistics from? So you have to look at the sampling size. You have to look at where the sampling was. They pulled their sampling when they said that 99% of COVID infections in hospitals are from the unvaccinated. They pulled those samples from February, March, April, May, and June. Nobody was vaccinated then. So your sampling was totally unvaccinated. Hence, any COVID case was the unvaccinated. That's what they do. 
My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's what they do. CDC director said to today, August 6th, that what they, coronavirus vaccines, can't, can't do anymore is prevent transmission. That's from the CDC director. Am I too loud back there? Okay, okay. I can hear myself now better than I ever could, so I never know. Aaron's good at what he does. What can I say? He is. So the CDC director comes out and says, you know what? These vaccines are great. Unless you don't want to transmit the virus. So what's the point? What's the point of taking it? What, what, the, vi- what the coronavirus vaccines can't, can't, can't do anymore is prevent transmission. But it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. That's the seed. How, I mean, I'm, you talk about speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Liars. Speaking of liars, Sean Parnell from August 5th. If these allegations are true, that the scientists out at the University of Pittsburgh were harvesting kidneys of unborn babies while their hearts were still beating, they should not only have their taxpayer funding immediately suspended, everyone involved should face criminal charges. You know, lo and behold, this has been going on for years. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, had to admit that they themselves, they themselves were dealing in baby parts. They themselves, we have the video from the court order testimony, the subpoena testimony from Planned Parenthood officials, where they admit That they are harvesting organs while babies' hearts are still beating. This is not lies. This is not right-wing conjecture. This is the truth. And these are the same people that will tell you to vax. So Christians who are watching, COVID-caving pastors who are watching, is this who you get your marching orders from or is it the Bible? Is it the Holy Spirit? No, you take your marching orders from people like this. They're in there in wards with alive babies that mothers have said out of Ralph Northam, governor of Virginia. Well, you know, the, it's, a, it's a decision between the mother and the doctor. Well, the mother goes, you know what? I deem the baby not to be alive. And they cart that baby off, put it on life support and harvest its organs. That's a fact. It's exactly what's going on, and these are the same people pushing vaccinations, pushing masks, pushing you to lock your churches down. And, let, and what does the church do? Do exactly what the baby butchers tell them to do. Thomas Massey, representative out of, out of Kentucky. Myocarditis and pericarditis, five times more likely after vaccination than has been reported by the CDC. This is Congressman Thomas Massey. According to a peer-reviewed, doctor-reviewed paper published in the JAMA, how does this change the risk-benefit ratio for those in the military? Because why is he asking? Because the ages in the military range from 20 to 40. They have a 0.0 statistical chance of of dying of COVID. And yet you won't have a job in the military come September unless you're vaccinated. So you go there with an 18-year-old boy or girl, and you say, well, you, you lose your job unless you're vaccinated. 
And they blow your heart up when they do it. You know why? Because they hate, human, they hate humanity. They hate human beings. They, they, they butcher 60 million a year. Two, listen, it's somewhere between one and three million a year in this country alone. We don't know the number in this country. At minimum, it's a million. We don't know the number because the two largest states, the, well, not the two largest states, the two states that do the most abortions are California and New York, and they don't report their numbers because they lie. And then Christians do what Andrew Cuomo tells you to do? I know I'm preaching to the choir in here, but there's thousands watching, or that will watch. Alex Berenson tweet, so we're clear, this is all from this week, by the way, so, so we're all clear, when you read those worrying stories about respiratory vi virus filling children's hospitals, you are reading about RSV, not COVID. And, and the likely reason this is happening now is because lockdowns prevented normal exposure, so 18 months worth of, worth of cases are happening now. It's got nothing to do with COVID. And by the way, there is no children's hospitals being overrun. I challenge you like I did the first service. I, some of you live south. Some of you live north. Go to your hospital on the way home. I know I'm looking around here. I see people that live in Venice. People that live in Sarasota. People that live in Port Charlotte. People that live in Inglewood. So go to Fawcett. We'll go, we'll go south to north. Go to Fawcett in Port Charlotte. Come up this way. Go to Inglewood Community Hospital. Go a little bit further north, go to Venice Hospital, and go a little bit further north and go to SMA, Sarasota Memorial Hospital, and you see if they're being overrun with COVID, like they tell you they are. See, you worry about lying. They don't worry about lying. You're worried about going to hell if you're a liar, and that's adequate. That's, that's totally accurate, coming out of Revelation 21.8. All liars will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, but they're not worried about it. There's no fear of God with them. Don't be like, how can anybody lie so much? How can anybody just with such audacity lie when it's so easy to prove that they're wrong? And then they just lie after you prove they're wrong. Because they're of the devil, who's a liar from the beginning, a murderer from the beginning, whose native language is lies, and he's the father of liars. From John Cordillo, it's about Anthony Fauci. For those of you who are dog lovers out there like me, I want you to know the evil that you see, that, the evil that is inside this man. Dr. Fauci spent $424,000 to have beagle puppies bitten to death by flies. This is, not, this, is about, this is not conjecture. It's not conspiracy. Dr. Anthony Fauci and the National Institutes of Health spent nearly half a million dollars torturing beagle puppies for controversial research. According to the documents obtained by White Coat Waste using the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, fact, Fauci spent $424,000 to commission a study in which healthy beagles were given an experimental drug and intentionally infested with flies that carry a disease-causing parasite that affects humans, and all the puppies were therefore after that, euthanized, after three months. But, to put, but put his mask on. Close your church, pastor. You're like, Tom, you seem like you have a lot of animus. I always have a lot of animus. It, it flames my hide that pastors are such geldings 
and their their churches follow them. I congratulate all of you that left your COVID-caving churches and came to a real church. From Justin Hart, mask-free Sweden is close to zero daily COVID deaths as country's chief epidemiologist plays down fears over Delta variant's infectiousness. In the last 14 days, Sweden, remember Sweden, never locked down, never masked, never social distanced, never closed their businesses, never closed their schools. In the last 14 days, Sweden recorded an average of less than one COVID death per day. Compares with 74 in the UK, 329 deaths in the US per day over the same period. Sweden dropped its last remaining mask rule, which was very loose for public, only when you're jammed on their public trains, which they still shouldn't have had that. But health chiefs in the UK and US warn masks may remain because of the Delta variant. So masks do absolutely nothing. So let's put them back on. You have to be satanic to believe that. Justin Hart. About masks, he writes, rates of infections were highest in the cloth mask arm of the study, with the rate of ILI statistically significantly higher in the cloth mask. Penetration of cloth masks by particles was almost 97%. May result in increased risk of infection. (laughs) Boom. Henceforth, you have Biden's COVID advisor admits, this is from Senator Rand Paul, what I've been saying for a year, cut up scraps of cloth undergarments, cloth masks, don't stop the coronavirus from going in or out. Who put that out? Biden's COVID advisor. So why is he putting it out now 18 months into it? Do they not know? 17 months ago, 17 months ago, and 29 days ago? Yeah, they knew. Who can we get to comply? Dance. Dance for me, church. You're their number one target. Washington Examiner. You know what's funny is they call us the number one target. White evangelicals. Sorry if you're not white in here. I love you. But we're their number one target. And the funny thing is that most of the white evangelicals have taken the vaccine. Facts. It's not the white evangelicals that are the problem. It's the blacks and the Hispanics that aren't taking the vaccine. You aware of that? 70%. 65 to 70% of Hispanics and blacks have not taken the vaccine and they never will. That's who we need to be following right now. Think about your local ark church. You don't think those people are knocking old ladies out of the way to take it? Save my life, save my life. I've got a statistical 0.1% chance of dying of this. Help me, help me. Who lined you up and clipped you? How long ago was it? From the southern border. Border patrol picked up. 834 migrant children illegally sent across the border, sent across the border, sent across the border in one day. Each child was alone and without a parent. Oh, really? Wonder why that is. The cartel's sending up their latest batch of sex workers. Given to the American, to the nation of America by the Democratic Party. 210,000, that was a world record, by the way, in one day. Imagine what Joe Biden has been able to accomplish. All of his world records in only seven months. 
834 kids alone in one day. Also another record for the month of July, 210,000 encounters. 210,000 people crossed the border and were met by the border patrol. 37,000 getaways. Now what you do with this, and all the border patrol agents will tell you this, you times that by one to five times is the real number. So it's really somewhere in the neighborhood of one to two million. Whoops! In a month. That's what happens when there is no, and, and by the way, they lock, tell me the logic behind the northern border is completely shut down with the full approval of the Biden administration because of COVID, but yet the southern border is completely open. Tell me how they're following the science. Jack Posobiec, what's happening right now in our housing market? Does anybody know? Well, what they've done is they bankrupted America. 60% of businesses that have closed during COVID will never reopen again. So people are losing their homes. And who are they losing their homes to? Not talking about renters. I'm talking about buyers. People own their homes, default on their mortgages, and BlackRock comes in and buys out street, just street blocks, blocks of homes from people. And then what they do is they put a moratorium on evictions. So landlords cannot evict people who don't pay rent. So the landlords go out of business and BlackRock comes in again and buys all their property. But don't worry, you'll own nothing and be happy. That's been the plan from day one. They provide the problem and they provide the solution. Just like the FBI, they create the crime and then arrest the people who committed the crime. You're like, Tom, well, you're just a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Really? 12 out of 18 of the people that were plotting the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping or FBI agents and informants? That's all fact. That's all over the news. That's on Tucker. That's on Sean Hannity. That's everywhere. Breaking 9-11 tweet. The Biden administration has extended a federal student loan payment pause up till February of next year. So now you don't have to pay rent and you can't be evicted and you don't have to pay your student loan back and we're $30 trillion in debt. But don't worry, John Kerry <laughs> took a private plane. Mr. Mr. Uh, climate Czar, John Kerry took a private plane to attend Barack Obama's 700 member birthday party. Masks for you, social distancing for you, 700 member unmasked, unsocial distance party for them flown to on private aircraft. On to Martha's Vineyard, where Barack and Michelle live in one of their three mansions, of which is supposed to be underwater according to their climate change propaganda. Here's my favorite one. I'm going to save my favorite one for last. Here's my second, last, second to the last. It's from Sun, this is a Sunfellow tweet. Latest Public Health England. Now this is from a report, which, which is called the Public Health England Report, which is not a bastion of right-wing conservatism. Latest Public Health England report shows the COVID-19 vaccines are increasing the risk of hospitalization and death due to COVID-19 significantly. The latest Public Health England technical briefing, well, that's real right-wing stuff, 
on COVID-19 variants of concern has been published, and it reveals that up to, that up to the 2nd of August, 2021, 65% of all alleged COVID deaths, 65%, 65% of all alleged COVID-19 deaths since February have been people who were vaccinated against the disease. But they tell you it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed, and you better go get your vax to do your community duty. Take your community duty and shove it up your own rear end with your needles. Sideways. PJ Media, my favorite story of the day. Finishing on somewhat of a light note. (laughs) Women's prisons in California are dealing with a wave of pregnancies. How'd that happen? Yeah, we have, yeah, we have the Immaculate Conception here. What's going on here? How's that possible? There's only women in there. Well, what happened was is that Gavin Newsom decided to put trans women into the jails. So you have men identifying as women because allegedly they don't like, you, know, you know, most men who are identifying as women don't like women unless they're lying pervs. So what you have is you have trans women that are men being housed with women and now you have mass pregnancies inside the prisons. So I guess what went in there were trans women who are lesbians who have male organs. Some of you got that, some of you didn't. There you go. That's the state of our country. The people who propagate everything that I just told you own the Supreme Court, own the House, own the Senate, own the White House, and own the mainstream media. But it's just so you know, they're still the minority. They are. Have you seen the streets of Paris? Have you seen the streets of Italy? In Italy yesterday, they had a mass protest where everybody took their vaccination cards and burned them to the ground. They've had it. What the minority tries to do is trick the majority into thinking it's the minority and they use fear to do it. Don't let it be you because they'll come at you with everything. We're being overrun. The hospitals are full. The ICUs are full. No, they're not. Where are the pictures? Notice how they never have them? I remember right at the beginning of this thing, back in March and April of last year, Todd Starnes went and drove around New York, the epicenter of the plague. And they were were all empty. Lies. Doesn't mean, listen, I know people have died of COVID. I get it. I get it. But it doesn't mean that you shut down the entire world and force people to take a vaccination for a disease that's 99.9% post-infection survivable. All right, so what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? There's two things. The Holy Spirit preaches the word, and the Holy Spirit is power, and that's what we do. We preach the word, and we live in power. If you want to change the world, if you want to change people, you must be operating in the word and in the spirit exclusively. Which spirit does the church follow? We have two choices. The spirit of the world or the spirit who is from God. 
If you look like them, if you're masked, vaccinated, social distanced, willing to close at the drop of a dime, then you're operating by the spirit of the world. If you live in fear, that's the spirit of the world. The Holy Spirit has nothing to do with any of those things. If you look like them, talk like them, act like them, you are them. There is no I talk like them, act like them, and I have a pure heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we have to operate that way. Even my illustrious grouping of facts right here, this beautiful, it does nothing. I tell you guys this so that you're fully armed with the truth and you know that everything that's going on out there is a lie. But that's not going to win the lost. It's not going to win an Antifa member. It's not going to pierce the heart of Chucky Schumer. So what do we do? We follow the Spirit and we follow the Word. And those two are one. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Most of you know this verse. For the Word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Look at the first part. For the Word of God is quick. You don't hesitate. You don't marinate people in. You preach the Word now. Well, you know, we want them to stay in the church. You know, we want to, you know, be able to reach them every week, touch their heart every week, and hopefully they soften, and hopefully they discover that which we never tell them. No, you tell them now. You, you Listen, you tell the fornicator they're fornicating, and if they stay in it, they're going to die and go straight to hell. You tell the homosexual, the liar, the cheat, the adulterer, you tell them all right now. What do you tell them about the vaccine? What's the truth about the vaccine? What is it? Let's see. Who, what, what kind of vaccine is this? It's an mRNA vaccine, right? Moderna and Pfizer, those are the two available in America. They're mRNA vaccinations, correct? So what does the inventor of mRNA, Dr. Malone, say about it? He says this, that the viral load, both in the nasal pharynx and in the bloodstream, in the nasal pharynx, roughly the same, if not higher for the vaccinated, but in the bloodstream... The viral load for the vaccinated is way higher than the unvaccinated. So who's spreading the disease when the CDC director just came out and said that the virus does nothing to stop transmission? So you have people loaded with virus, loaded with S spike proteins that are causing capillary blood clots in up to 60% of those who are vaccinated walking around with a giant viral load shedding COVID-19. That's what's happening. That's the truth, and it will come out. It is coming out. Israel, Israel and the UK do not have a CDC. They're more honest. Facts. They've come out, they've come out and said it. 60, they're measuring their death. I mean, think about it. Think about how many deaths. Remember I told you, where do they pull their sampling of numbers? From February to June, right? Where most of the time nobody was vaxxed, correct? Even with that, the UK pulled the same numbers from the same time and 65% of their COVID deaths were still people who were vaccinated. So basically nobody unvaccinated was dying of COVID. Thank you. Quiet in here. That's the truth. That's what you tell people. Well, now they're going to hate you though. And if they hate you, they'll never come to Jesus. That's on them. 
It's not your job. It's not your job to accommodate and to tolerate. Your job is to preach the word. However it lands, it lands. That's what you do. Your way doesn't work anyway. Where are all the people you've won? You might as well try my way. Street cop, 25 years. At least I'm preaching to four or 500 people a Sunday. You may not think it's that full. This place is jam-packed full at 9 o'clock. We're the weirdest church in the world. (laughs) There's not a seat in here. We had to add rows of seats in here at 9 o'clock. I don't know why. We are so weird. We really are. We've been the weirdest church from day one. The days when you're supposed to be empty, we're full. So that's what we have to do. Remember the verse from last week, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. When the people heard this, a simple explanation of, of who the Messiah was from Peter. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? That's what people should be asking us. But they're not because the church is indistinguishable from the world. They have their mask on. They're pushing their vaccine. They're social distance. They're locked down. They speak their language, new normal, better together, together alone. The church speaks all that language. You just pull up. Pull up your local art church. Our church. Pull them up. I should name their names. Some of y'all came from there. Some of y'all came from them. Pull them up. They look just like. They look like, they, they look like they're running a conference for Anthony Fauci. Their masks on. A bunch of idiots. I know that I'm too mean for some of you, but you're better off with mean and telling you the truth than a bunch of smiling liars. You're better off. You have a chance with me. You've got no chance with them. And God won't let you leave either. You know that. He's not letting you go either. You know you've prayed. Some of you have prayed, God, get me out of this church. He doesn't, he won't let you go. You want to go back to the kind and the loving and the soft-spoken the bootlickers and the butt kissers, don't do it. No, I will not lick your boots or kiss your butt to stay here, ever. I won't do it. I'm just gonna preach the gospel to you. I'm gonna tell you what's going on in the world in, revel- in, in, revel- in relation to the gospel. It's about, I couldn't help but the book of Revelations coming out of my mouth. Jeremiah 23, 29, this should be us. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Well, you just got to love them into the kingdom. That's not the Bible. Be a good partner in a community neighbor. That's not the Bible. Better together, together alone. That's not the Bible. Christians should know it. But too many of Christians are following the spirit of the world instead of the spirit who is from God. You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Let's watch Paul walk this out, shall we? Remember what his preaching was. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, right? How did he walk this out? And this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do. This is love. Ready? Acts 28, 1 through 6. Now, when they had escaped, let me tell you this real quick. Do you know why I look around? I want you to know, as you know, I spy on you while you're worshiping. 
and I judge you from afar. Some of that's joking, some of it's not. Listen, if, you, if you've been saved for 10 years and your worship is this, with what, how they just played up here, and your worship is this, something's wrong. I'm not saying you're saved or unsaved. I'm just saying something's wrong. But I judge and I look, I look around the room and I'm telling you, there's people in here. They're spiritual zombies. Young people, old people, whoever they may be, spiritual zombies. And the reason why they are is because of their choice and what they've seen out of Christians. You wonder why kids aren't saved in, in born-again Christians' homes? Because of what they've seen and what they've heard. That's why. And parents, you need to take ownership of it and say, you know what? I own spiritual zombies. The kids with absolutely no spiritual life. You know, I was talking to Pastor Rodney Howard Brown about that, and he was saying, telling me, he was talking to me about another pastor he was very concerned about, and he says, I'm very concerned about his kids. I know the pastor also, and I've said it, I felt the same way about his kids that he did. Kids have absolutely zero spiritual interest. Zero. They stand there. And kids, I'm telling you, if that's you, and you're like, well, I'm going to use my parents as an excuse on the day of judgment, good luck with that. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's not going to be good enough. Well, mom was a hypocrite. Oh, that's going to work for you. But you're going to need to do something about it. You're going to need to say the right things and act the right way. People find, the reason why the church in America should be feared, but it's not because the church in America is devoid of power and indistinguishable from the world. We do these, what's, what's our solution to the virus? Mask? Shut down? What, what, what happened to speaking to the mountain and telling it to be cast into the sea? Well, those are nice things, but you have to use wisdom. That's not the Bible. And if it's not the Bible, you know what it is? Heresy. So let's see Paul act this out. Book of Acts, chapter 28, 1 through 6. Now, when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. They were shipwrecked there. And the natives showed up as, showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Okay, now this is the equivalent of a diamondback rattlesnake fastening onto your hand, and you go like this, like a gnat. And everybody's watching, and they're going, he's dead. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and su or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time, so they're watching him, waiting for him to die, and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds 
I'm going to say those three words again three times. Changed their minds, changed their minds, and said he was a God. So let me ask you this. Where does it say that Paul loved them into the kingdom? They changed their minds. How? When he had gathered a bundle of sticks, he laid them on the fire. And a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. That's what won them. They changed their minds and called him a god. This is why nobody does, nobody does this in America because we would not respond this way. I have a list in a minute. I'll show you. So what changed their mind? His love changed their mind? He proved them wrong? No. See, I just, I just attacked myself. Here's all the facts, right? Here they are. That didn't work either. What, what did it? My message and my preaching are not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And by the way, just so you know, it's not your weird Pentecostal power. I'm so sick of it. So sick of heritage Pentecostals, year after year, day after day, year after year, minute after minute, second after second, claiming that they have this abundant life-giving ministry, never save a soul, never heal anybody, nothing. Like I said last week, they're just extending legs. That's a real violation. I don't care. I'm gone. Everybody hates me anyway. I'm not trying to be loved. It's already gone for me. I'll never be in the main. I'm not going to be invited anywhere. It's not Jonathan Shuttlesworth or Rodney Howard Brown or Arthur Pulaski. I'm not getting invited anywhere. I don't care what people do, what they think. Well, really, you know, we, we had these ladies' meetings, and we lined up all the ladies on the front wall, and we prayed over them, and I saw somebody's leg extend. Who cares? Who cares? Now, you've been leaning on that for 37 years. You've never won a soul. You've never melted a tumor. You've done nothing. And you want people to want what you have? You're just a Pentecostal weirdo. It's all you are. So I not, that's, why that's why America's, that's why the American church is not feared. We're offering, we're offering leg lengthening. <laughs> it's quite the sales pitch. Hey, how are you doing American church here? What we're offering today, we've got a special on leg lengthening. <laughs> Who's in? I know your wife's back there dying of cancer, but we'll lengthen her legs for her. We'll, we'll, we'll lengthen her legs for you. And the same length, leg lengtheners who are part of healing room ministries closed. We have a woman that attends our church who now attends our church because the church that she were at ran, ran 24-7 healing rooms and COVID came out and they all closed. But I bet you they had some great leg lengthening services. You bunch of Pentecostal capitulating cowards. Spirit-filled but not spirit-led cowards. You're not spirit-led. 
Everybody led of the Spirit of God as sons of God. Not everybody filled with the Spirit. What changed their minds? God is, you know what? God is love changed their mind, but the problem is this. What Christians consider to be God's love is not. They consider God's love to be hyper-niceness. God's love is power and truth operating in it. So if this happened today, let's put this into today. I have how many steps? Seven steps. If this happened today, this experience in Malta, where Paul gets a, basically a rattlesnake, fastens onto his hand, and he shakes it off into the fire in front of a bunch of people. This is what would happen today. Here's, step, here's number one. First, the Christian would be dead. Number one, Christian would be dead. Whoever got bit by the snake, dead. Number two, the Christian dying somehow would be called a victory. Oh, well, you know, they're healed in heaven. That's not the Bible. All that, all, all that doxology is not the Bible. Oh, they've been made well in heaven. Where, where did Jesus ever proclaim that? We made it up. So what spirit are you following then? Spirit of the world or the spirit who is from God? Number three, they would, they would orchestrate a flute playing mourn team. They'd get a whole bunch of people around it, not a worship team, a mourning team, and believe that they're operating in righteousness. Number four, all the churches would shut down because of the snake virus. <laughs> At the behest of the local tribal leader who's unsaved. No, we had Paul got struck by a viper. Shut everything down. Who's saying that for us to do that? The tribal leader who's unsaved, Anthony Fauci. Number five, the natives would be offered a fresh start or a new beginning with no repentance required as to not offend. Number six, the modern religion substituting for power would be ushered in. So what's the modern Pentecostal, art, church, evangelical religion? Well, I have a list of those two. How many I got here? Like eight. Community car washes. Can't raise the devil. We'll wash your car for you. Pull on up. We love you in Jesus' name. Christians who are supposed to be a shining city on a hill. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 out of the Beatitudes, out of the Sermon on the Mount, it's supposed to be a shining city on a hill, believe that they're supposed to go and, quote, serve the community. How many of you believe that's true? You go and serve the ungodly? You're supposed to be a shining city on a hill. Now, listen, I didn't say not to be charitable. I said you don't go and bow to the ungodly. Hey, we'll worse your car for you. Can we come to church on Sunday? No. Why don't you demonstrate God's power? Why are you not walking in anointing that cuts them to the heart instead of having to wash their car? Or number two, buying, them uh, buying people tanks of gas. Where are you getting this from? All the art churches around here. When I used to stalk churches on social media, I can't bear to watch it now. It's not, I have to have constant amounts of Pepto to sit there and look at one of the things they're doing. So nauseating. But that's two of the things I saw them do. Community car washes. Oh, can we wash your car? Please come to church. It's not a shining city on a hill. 
You're a bootlicker and a butt kisser. That's what you are. Admit it, confess it, and get it right. I'm not gonna go wash people's cars to get them. Where's that in the Bible? Name it. Not that you thought I was speaking absolute blasphemy and heresy when I told you you aren't supposed to be serving the community, serving the ungodly. Why would you? There's plenty of people inside your own church that need you. Food pantries. I've had so many people come up and tell me, can we have a food pantry at the church? Go ahead. Why have you not started one? Why are you personally not handing out food if that's what you believe in? Why? Why, is it, why do you come to me and tell me to do your ministry? We're not doing a food pantry here. I don't believe, you get ready now. You'll never come back after I tell you this. Get ready. You won't. We aren't serving the homeless here. How's, how's that worked out in all the communities? $64 million last year was spent in LA County on the homeless. Billions have been spent on them. How's that working out? Give them all they want, give them all they want, give them all they want. You know what that's called? Give not that which is holy under the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and rend you. You don't keep, listen, a lot of you don't know the homeless. This isn't India. This is America. They aren't the same. No, but listen, if you want, there are nine million jobs available right now in America that are unfilled that nobody will fill. Ask them. We have business owners sitting in this room. Ask them what it's like to try to find employees today. Amen. You don't know the homeless. I do. You're like, Tom, that's awful condescending of you. Were you a cop for 25 years right here? I was. I know them. You don't. You want to do, you want to, you want to experience homeless? I told this in the first service. You, after the service, drive down to Indian Mountain Park. There's a nice giant homeless camp, encampment there, and you go minister. Go ahead. There are a bunch of people who do, this is the American homeless, that do not want to work. Oh, Tom, there's some real paranoid schizophrenics in there. Yeah, I know. So what are you going to do? Hand them drug money? Most of them are not that, by the way. I've dealt with them many, 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 many times. They're not. They're just people who do not want to work. And according to Paul out of the book of Thessalonians, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's, you know, you want to motivate people? Get some hunger pains going. They'll sign up for that job at Burger King. Watch. You stop giving them money. Watch. Some of you need to do that with your adult kids. You got your 37-year-old son that you're still supplying. You're killing them. So food pantries. This is number six. They usher in the modern religion as a substitute for power. Gift packs. Connect groups. Cringy announcements and ads. You see all those. Hey, guys, we're so excited about the awesome, excited, awesome, awesome, excited, 47 times excited, 47 times awesome. You ever see their ads? You, listen, if you, are, if you do have an upset stomach and you want to induce vomiting, go ahead and watch one of their ads. No Jesus, no gospel, no Bible, nothing. Masked up. Right in front of a camera, you can't even tell they're smiling, except they've got their crinkles on their eyes. They're all because they're masked from head to toe. 
call everything community. That's the big thing. We're going to unpack. You ever hear pastors say, we're going to unpack this today. Everything's community. Never have an original thought. Here's number seven. If that happened, if this happened today, Paul's experience in Malta, pastors would ask the ruling authorities if they could kiss their butts and lick their boots all in the name of Jesus. That's what would happen today. Not here, not at the River Church, not wherever Jonathan Shuttlesworth is preaching, or Archer Pulaski, who was preaching in Portland, and Antifa tore him down yesterday. But it was after he had actually influenced them quite a bit. That part has been completely left out of the media. He had people running from him. You know what they were doing? They were throwing things at him, and he ran up to them saying, listen, I love you. What can I do to lead you to the Lord? And they ran from him. That's called anointing. It's called power. You don't, don't, some of you, don't you do it. You haven't prayed enough and you don't know the Bible. Don't you do it. You need to wait and develop your faith before you do things like that. But these things that I just told you, those seven things, that is not the way it's supposed to be. But that's the way that it is. This is how it should be. Acts chapter 5, 14 through 16. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. How? How did this happen? They became as much like the world as they could. Is that how they won them? No. They demonstrated the Spirit's power. They they used kind and loving words with a monotone voice. That's how every pastor has to preach today. Well, we're just here today. I just want everyone to know that I love you. Can you speak up, Pastor? Well, I just want you to know that I love you. And, you know, my book's available in the lobby for $7.95. And if you want to buy a T-shirt, and I just want to tell you, now let's talk about love today. And next week, we're going to talk about another version of love. And the next week, we're going to talk about the third version of love and the 47th version of love. And then we're going to break from that. We're going to talk about grace for 47 straight weeks. All just like this, too. You never know. And everybody falls asleep and pays their tithes. Exactly as planned. You don't win people by becoming like them. You win people through the legitimate love of God, which is power. That's how you do it. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, is what Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It doesn't say, you know what, you're going to become an expert at love and kindness. An expert at love and kindness will exude God, and therefore exude his power. You're like, why, Tom, you don't believe people should be kind? You think people should be arrogant and kind? I didn't say any of that. I don't think you should be arrogant or condescending or a jerk or anything like that. But if you're approaching people with your version of love, which is devoid of power, you're operating in the spirit of the world. Not the spirit who is from God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. They turn their world upside down. That's what's supposed to be happening. You don't become like them. You come out from among them and be separate and turn your world upside down. 2 Corinthians 6, 17, Acts 17, 6. That's what you do. So here's the problem with America, the American church. The verse that I just told you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. People don't understand it, so they're operating in the spirit of the world, using kindness and love, which is actually the spirit of the world, because it's not operating in the spirit's power. 
My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, says the number one soul winner in the New Testament, Paul. Right? But we're trying to hang on to the world. But listen to this. This is out of Numbers chapter 18, verse 20. The Lord is talking to Aaron. Now, how does Aaron, how, how does Aaron translate to us? We are now the priesthood. You are a royal Okay, you don't get it. I'll try to make you get it. But you're a royal priesthood. So what does the Lord say to you? Because he's speaking this to the royal priest at the time, Aaron. Right? So this is the Lord speaking to you now. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land. Nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion. And I am your inheritance among the children of Israel. That's it. There is nothing in this world for you. He is your portion. He is your inheritance. You will have no inheritance in this land. But too many Christians are trying to straddle the fence. Doing things some ways like the world. Some ways not like the world. Let it all go. Well, you have to work, Tom. That's of the Bible, not the world. What's happening in the world? What the world's trying to do is get everybody on a universal income where nobody works. Well, you'll own nothing and be happy. Great reset. So it's, hard work is of God. But if any, if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own household, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. First Timothy 5 eight for you lazy husbands out there. Oh, you're a good worshiper, but you don't do squat for your house? You're an infidel. You're worse than an infidel. You're worse than the unsaved. Thank you. You're welcome. See, when you're like me, you have to learn to thank yourself because ain't nobody else going to thank me for what I just said. You just have to learn to be your own, your own best fan. That's what you got to do. Now, they turn the world upside down. Now, Acts chapter 5, verses 15 and 16 says this. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. This is the guy that Jesus really had to talk back into the faith. And now his shadow is going by people. People are diving for the shadow, baby. Why is that not us? Yeah, but I agree, yes, and amen, I love it. But why is it not us? How many of you are perplexed by that, but not in despair? That's where I'm at. You're like, Tom, you're a hypocrite. You're not doing it either. Probably do it more than you do, but I'm not nearly where I'm supposed to be. See, I'm, that's the difference. I'm just telling you, I'm not blowing my own horn. I have plenty of faults and failings, but one of them is not honesty. One of them is not transparency. I know that I'm not where I need to be, but what am I doing to fix it? I am trying to cast down unbelief. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why I'm endlessly memorizing the Bible. Just like Paul did. I will get to this place. But most Christians are like, eh, you know, come what may. Sovereignty of God. You know, that was just, you know, it was all in his plan. We'll all, we'll understand it when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. <laughs> well, you bring nobody with you. Yeah, you'll be rejoicing by yourself while your kids burn in hell for all of eternity. 
I see that over and over again. Not only in this church, but every church I've ever been in where parents are saved and their kids look at them like they're nuts because their parents have been nothing but hypocrites. And they don't have any power. Why would the kid want what you have? In, in my home, at least they know. At least they know what is said is done. Also, verse 16, Acts chapter 5, all of this is how it's supposed to be. Not, not back in the Bible days. That's not the Bible either. I want you to show me in the Bible where the Bible says Bible days. <laughs> That's what Christ, Christians use love. They use politics. They use Bible days all as excuses for their failures. His pastors are geldings who will not stand up to the political, tyrannical elite from the pulpit like they're supposed to. And they'll say, well, you know, we're a 501c3 organization. You don't preach politics from the pulpit. That's not the Bible. Where's the, where does it say that in the Bible? No politics from the pulpit. What, what, where's that? If it's not in there, then why are you following it? Prove all things. Hold fast that which is true. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Look it up. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem. Acts 5.16. Bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits. And they were all, all, all. Never the plan of God for nobody. It is never the plan of God for anybody to walk away not healed. All healed. If we were doing this, the Fouch would be scared of us. Scared, just like they were. Ananias and Sapphira, same chapter, Acts chapter 5, verse 1. Terrified. They were terrified at that time. Because the Holy Spirit was dropping people dead. And I'm not talking about, uh, listen, did I say us? Armed insurrections? No. Got that Facebook? So don't ban me, you bunch of idiots. I didn't say for us to rise up and arm ourselves and take over anything. I didn't say that. They weren't doing that. They had demonstrations of the, of the Spirit's power, and they wouldn't come near them. They were scared. They were scared to. If that was us, if that, what, if we did, this, the church in America did exactly the opposite. Where is this spoken of? Second, Second Timothy chapter 3. Perilous times and perilous men, starting in verse 1, says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. We got 14 minutes to go. Everybody with me? You sure? Can you make it 14 minutes? All right. That means you're going to go for a two-hour service. Actually, an hour and 55 minutes. See, Pastor Rodney's what? And right now, he's at the two-and-a-half-hour mark. Is that right? Or, yeah, 9.30. Yeah, 9.30. No, 9.30 to 12.30 is... Three hours. So three and a half hour mark right now, they're still going strong. They'll be out in about an hour and a half. That's the truth. So whenever you think of how long this is, think of those days. Now, how many of you were raised in old school Pentecostal churches? And you remember now, this was about the moment where they had their offering song. The minimum of a two and a half to three hour service. So just think that way. Yeah, Aaron knows. He was raised in traditional Pentecost. Thank God for godly parents. That's why Aaron's here today. <clears throat> but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, sounds familiar, disobedient to parents. Here's the biggest one that relates to America today, unthankful, 
unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather, rather than lovers of God. And I said all that to get to these three verses. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. That's the modern day our church. Oh, you know, we do. We believe in all that. They have to eat. I, I, I had to work on my southern swarmy tone. We, we believe all that, but you have to use wisdom. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. People are like, where the heck, why did that get put in there? Well, it's Pastor Tom been telling you for the last couple decades. I'm telling you right now, this is exactly what happens every single time. Every single time a woman gets saved at this church and sees single and at least moderately attractive, <laughs> here he comes. I know he's coming. For of this sort of those who creep into households, what kind are they? Have those having a form of godliness. So the little creeps, those little cotton candy Casanova perverts that float around from church to church looking for gullible women. Don't let it be you. Keep your clothes on. It really is simple. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not a difficult thing to understand. Can't you spot the guy? I can spot him. Ask me. Come up and ask me. Come on, Tom. Hey, Pastor Tom, come here. Just from afar, just let him get, t tell that cotton candy doofus to go stand over there and get a donut. All right, so you tell him, come over to me and you say, hey, what do you think of that guy? I'll go, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's one of those. Every time. You're like, what are these weird verses? Because the Bible's not weird, it's right. In the midst of this, it's saying, it's talking to you women. They all leave the church when I talk to them. Hey, Tom, I, I've got a new guy. I've got a boyfriend in my life. Oh, well, first of all, mistake number one, why talk to me? Why are you telling me? You want to get along or don't you? Don't come talk to me then. Because I'm going to start, I'm going to say, oh, really, how's he doing? In, uh, is he saved? Is he born again? Is he solid? Does he pray? Does he study? Does he come to church? Well, <laughs> it's over. See, all those questions for me would be yes, 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 yes. Fervently so. If, you're, if you start off with, well, you know, are your, are your clothes still on? Are they? You telling yourself you're saved even though you're fornicating? I know nobody preaches this stuff anymore. I do. I've never stopped, never will. Got you guys at the door. People at the door, don't you ever stop? Don't worry. I've never changed. Ask the people in here who know me. I haven't changed anything. My gospel message has never changed because the Bible never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What's another characteristic of these people? Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You tell them over and over and over again, nothing. Religious people are the worst. 
Listen, I would rather deal with an unsaved person than a religious person who thinks they're saved. Even some religious people who are actually saved, I still take the lost over them. The ones who come to me for counsel and every single word out of their mouth was, I know, I know, I know. Then why am I here? You're on the verge of divorce. You come and ask me for my advice and everything I do. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You don't know anything. You're a religious person. You would never, ever let the truth get in the way of your self-portrayal. It would just be too damaging to you. What you need to do is just let it go. Let it go. I don't have a self-portrayal anymore. Oh, I hope people think this. I don't care what anybody thinks. I, seriously, don't care. And I'm talking about my own family. I don't care what they think either. I'm an absolute outcast. Don't care. I know everybody hates me there. My own mother struggles with me. We make it happen. I was talking to my mom recently, and I was like, yeah, we know we really couldn't come up and see you. She's like, yeah, you need to come up and see us. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, we really couldn't. We stay off of all the politics things. I told her, I said, we'll just stay off, and we'll just pretend like that doesn't, that doesn't exist so that we'll have a good relationship. She's not asking, so I'm good. And she goes, yeah, come up and visit. I said, well, you know, we really couldn't because of all the COVID things and where everybody stands on it. And she was like, well, no, everybody's vaccinated now, so we can see you. I'm like... And you're like, Tom, you must have just blasted her. No, I don't. Did she ask me? No. Don't make the mistake of asking me. I'm not in there to fight. You probably think Tom just loves to fight. Listen, I've been in more fights than almost everybody in this room. I've fought. I've been there. Knocked down drag outs, all of it from police work. I don't look for fights. But if you ask, I'm going to preach the gospel. The religious people are the worst. Let me read this to you out of Matthew chapter 15. Jesus says, let them alone, for they are blind leaders of the blind. And when the blind leads the blind, both fall into a ditch. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. This is the funniest part. Then his disciples came to him and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard you say that? (laughs) Jesus just changed his whole ministry after that. No, not a bit. You don't change anything. You're offending religious people. They're not going to stay anyway. They're going to go back to the ark church. Listen, every time I see somebody, unless I know them personally, get up in the service and walk out, I've seen more people have attended this church this year and last year than all other, probably all other times in history combined. But there's also been more people that have gotten up and walked out of these services. I'm not talking about Trish right now. And that's not a vaccination thing on her arm. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. It's okay. She's a personal friend. She's good. You worry about it sometimes. Listen, people, religious people, I see the looks on their face when they're back there and all of a sudden I start unleashing upon them and they're like, 
This is not what we're used to. We're used to the monotone. We're used to the word of God, not the word of God that's not the word of God, not being quick, not being powerful, not being sharper than any two-edged sword, not piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and it's not a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's what they're used to. And they come into this hurricane. (laughs) Religious people hate the truth. What was the truth with this whole, with, with all the COVID pandemic? What was the truth? The truth, it's very explicit in the word of God. He gives you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That's the truth. It barely was even worthy of that verse since it's 99.9% survival. But if you have to use the verse, there it is. Simple as that. Case closed. Well, we believe that, but you have to use the Bible. You're a blind leader of the blind, and if anybody follows you, they're going to follow you right into a ditch where the vaccines are waiting for you because all the Christians are knocking old ladies out of the way to take them. They are. Franklin Graham came out and said the vaccines are a gift from God. T.D. Jakes is pushing it hard in his church, and they just locked down again. Whoops. Tom, how dare you use their name? I'll use their names all I want. I told you I'm gone. You think T.G. Jakes is going to call me? (laughs) You better not. Let me take back what I said. I don't know if he locked down, but I know they just redid their mass things, and I think they're doing some kind of distancing. I don't know what. So you can look it up. But it's along those lines. It's along the lines of COVID mitigations, not lockdowns, or maybe lockdowns. I don't know. You can confirm it. But he's pushing hard, pushing hard for vaccines. All the while, while he's pushing for vaccines, you have marks of the beast, I mean COVID passports, and skids being greased for those all around the world. Tom, are you saying that right now the COVID passports are the mark of the beast? No, but I can tell you right now they're greasing the skids for them. And people are like, well, yeah, I know, but you know, come on, Tom. It's far from having a mark on your forehead or on your right hand. Well, well, it only took them 18 months to get to the vaccine passport. Didn't take them long once the church bent over. That's why you need to stand. And there's great hope out there. Because I tell you once again, we are the majority. I know I already told you this. We are the majority, and the minority is trying to fool you into thinking you're the minority, and they use fear to do it. It's not the case. I'll finish with this. Religious people are haters of the truth. That's why you have 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 through 4. This is both people who are saved and unsaved. It's called the great apostasy, which means what? The great falling away. Well, you know, we're Calvinists, and you know, we believe that once you're saved, you're always saved. That's not the Bible. No. Find, find me the verse. You better know it now. You're going to come and debate with me about Calvinism. You better know your verses. You're going to lose bad because there is no verses for you. It's like Fauci coming up and trying to defend the vaccines when 65% of the people in the UK have already been vaccinated, and they're the ones who are dying. You better have your facts ready. This is for the saved and the unsaved. It's called the great apostasy, the great falling away. How do you fall away from that which you never had? It's really, I told you, it's a simple, my analogy is you remember, the one you'll remember today is the naked one. <laughs> Keep your clothes on, life is that simple, right? 
But life really is simple. It's called the great falling away, and people say that these are people who are never saved to begin with. How do you fall away then? See how simple life is? But if you have a political agenda or a theological narrative that can never be violated, you'll never let the Bible get in the way of what you believe. Because that way my kids are saved, you know. Yeah, I've got my son. He's been living with the same girl for years. They've got four kids together, three from them, and then one another. Great. And nobody's, you know. But he got saved in the BBS when he was four. Thank God for eternal security. You're going to see him burn in hell. You will. You'll see it. As Jesus separates the wheat from the chaff. The great apostasy. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In our gathering together to him, we ask you not to, be, not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. I'm going to skip ahead. I have more on this, but I'm going to skip ahead to this part. Second Thessalonians chapter 4. Finishing here. Who opposes and exalts himself, man of perdition, above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining. There's only one thing restraining the new world order, and it is the church of Jesus Christ. The real one, the remnant one. You'll find it right here in Foundation Church. You'll find it an hour and 20 minutes north at the River Church. Or in New Mexico today where Jonathan Shuttlesworth is preaching. Or in Portland where Arthur Pulaski, that's the real church. That's, we are the ones that are restraining. Everybody ought to be thanking us instead of mocking us. Because we're holding back the lawless one. We are. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who, who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Sorry for you pre-tribbers out there. You need to read the book of Revelation instead of listening to people preach about it. Yes. Even me. Read it for yourself. What I do is just read the Bible. And when the Bible says yes, I go... Yes. The Bible says no. I go, no. Again, see it? I'll see it. Apostasy, keep your clothes on, let your yes be yes. Look at that. You'll remember all three of those for today. <laughs> Worship team, make your way so everybody trusts me because we're one minute past right now. I promise you we'll close quickly. We'll not do a belabored closing. So let me ask you this in closing. So we have, we know that we... I'll read the verse to you, verse 6. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. So I close with these couple questions for you. How does one restrain against lawlessness by never talking about it? How is it that probably Foundation Church and the pastors that I've already talked to you about today are the only ones talking about vaccine passports greasing the skids for the mark of the beast? Choosing message series offline that are calm and cuddly and don't do a thing for anybody except tell them they're saved when they're not. How do you restrain lawlessness and never talk about it? 
How does one restrain lawlessness by never talking about politics? And then the lawless one, verse 8, will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. We win. Understand that. We win. And we need to stand now. And if we do, listen, all the Ark Church people, the lukewarm Christians, whoever they are, not saying they all are lukewarm, I'm just saying a lot of them are, that we may never get them. But do you know there's a whole generation behind them of people that are 18 to 25. I'm telling you, it's the truth. They're called the Reddit generation. What are they called there on Wall Street? Something apes on Steve Bannon's show. Something like that. But there's a whole group of people that are, they hate Republicans, they hate Democrats, they hate evangelicals, they hate left left wing, they hate us all. Because we've all let them down. Look at me, look at me, look at me. They're winnable. They're cold. That's perfect. I prefer you be hot or cold. Perfect for us. Let's go and have that big harvest and an end time revival. Let's buy ourselves some decades of winning the loss. We can do it. We can do it. We win at the end. We will win. We're going to win. And we win at the end in Jesus' name. Stand with me every hand in the air. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.